the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Mathic. Think about some of the great individual performances that you've heard of, or maybe even seen in person. A basketball player taking over a game, a volleyball player with several kills in a match, a football player running wild in a game, a pitcher dominating a game. But there are two instances in South Dakota high school history where an individual won a team championship and all by himself. The first to do it, you got to go back to 1926. It was Smokey Joe Mendel of Oneida. There was only one class of track. Smokey Joe scored all the points for Oneida at the state track meet, and they beat Sioux Falls, Washington, 20-19. to Smokey Joe won the 100-yard, 220-yard, 440-yard dashes, and the broad jump. Now, our guest today matches what Smokey Joe Mendel did. He won a state track team title all by himself. In fact, in 2003... Justin Horn was the only member of the Trip Delmont track team at state that year. Justin, hard to believe that it's been 18 years since that fateful day. Yeah, no kidding. It's been a long time. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll talk about that day and how things kind of evolved or the planets all aligned, the stars all aligned in, in what you needed to do to win a state title all by yourself, but Earlier that season, you're a senior at Trip Delmont. Here, you guys went to the Dome. You were in, in the state football championship. And this was, again, November of 2002. And you beat Del Rapids St. Mary 43-13. And you happened to be the Joe Robbie MVP of that game. Yes, sir, that's correct. What, what did you do? What did you do to warrant the MVP? Remind me what you did. I think... It was actually one of my worst games for rushing, but it was a good scoring game. I think I, I rushed like 138 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. Uh, one one catch, I think, for uh, that I scored as well. So it was three rushing touchdowns, one, one passing touchdown. So already as a senior, you had seen success. Uh, as a junior, did you see any success in, in football or in track and field at the time? Yeah, so when I was a junior in football, I I had one game where I ran 292 yards in a game. That was my personal best yardage in a game. Um, another A different game where I ran 260. Um, we did pretty well. I think we were 9-2 and two that year. We lost to... Corsica in the playoffs um and we we had a pretty decent season we had our our senior leader um go down I think two senior leaders actually our two best athletes at the time Brooks Frederick and Chad Beats Chad Beats had a knee injury that didn't allow him to play and then Brooks Frederick got a staph infection that took him out for quite a bit of the season so it's mostly us juniors that were able to like be in the backfield, we had some seniors on the offensive line that were really good. But um, yeah, it was kind of a, a rocky season that way, but we came out of it pretty well. And then my junior year in track, um, I had a pretty good season. Um, I placed third in the long jump. I qualified for state in the 200, didn't make finals, qualified for state in the 100 meter dash, and placed second. And then in triple jump, I qualified for state and I placed seventh. 
in in state my junior year. Mm. So at that point in time, you weren't already thinking after your junior season in track that you know what uh, you know if I if I do uh, better, I got a chance to to score more points. What was going through your mind once that track season ended when you were a junior? So the the biggest thing that happened my junior season was. I went for, away from regions with some really good times, you know, going into the state. And my dad said to me, all right, you really need to dedicate yourself. Um, you know, you've only been doing track practices. Um, so you're just doing what your coach says. Let's go the extra mile. And you, you run on your own um, in preparation. So I would do track practice and then I would go and I'd run on a track. I'd drive to Parkston, South Dakota, because we didn't have a track in our town. And uh, then I'd, I'd run like a track meet there. So I'd do long jumps, triple jumps, hundreds, two hundreds. And my times in those two weeks, even though I'd been running all year, drastically improved. Like I went from running 11.4 on average in the hundred down to like 11.2. And that's a, a monstrous jump. And I did it in two weeks. And I had no idea I had that ability. And so after that two weeks, and then all of a sudden I go to being excessively fast versus what I was before I thought I got to do this I got to go harder than what I'm doing today and this is the and summer so, this is the summer before your senior year now absolutely yeah I um I would run I think in the mornings and then I would go to a program called acceleration later in the day so I'd run about twice a day during the summer all summer long not seven days a week it was four days a week mm-hmm. but um that was me preparing for the senior season out and I went to like a track camp and I went to a, a different camp I actually ended up got, getting hurt at a track camp, which I think if it wasn't for me getting hurt. I would have been, I w- would have had a lot better season my senior year. Hmm. Um, even though it was pretty good. <laughs> you had, this wasn't just for you to play football, right? This wasn't in the back of the mind that you were, this was going to make you better in football. You were thinking more in the back of your mind that, this is going to make you better at track and field. Absolutely. I was thinking about every sport. I was thinking, I knew we were really good at football. Ever since we were in the first grade, second grade, we were thinking about winning a state title. All of us kids, uh, we would play football on the sidelines. I think we were one of the only schools that would actually, we'd play like tackle football every single home football game as little kids <laughs> it was probably the most physical football games i played in my life uh, <laughs> but uh all of us were super into trying to be the best athletes um trying to be the best we could for each other on the field and so i knew it was for everything we were really good at basketball too and i knew that if i was a better athlete i was going to be better for my team at football better at basketball and then I was always thinking about those guys who were the best track athletes. I had idolized uh, Justin Noteboom, idolized Oakley Haynes. Um, Jesse Haynes, Oakley's older brother, is actually a trainer at Acceleration that I went to. And I would always look up to him. He'd walk into Acceleration having not worked out for years. And his calves looked like he could go up and bite the rim if he wanted to jump (laughs) uh, on a basketball court. He was just uh, phenomenal athlete and then you know seeing people like chad greenway um do what he did you know when i was a when i was a sophomore i always i told chad greenway when i was a sophomore that i was going to beat his records um we were always competing against each other and whatever and i was pretty decent at 
um, long and triple jump. And so I was always competing against him because those were two events he did. And I talked to him once and I said, yeah, I think, uh, you know, when I get to be a senior, I want to break your triple jump record <laughs> in state, which ended up never happening, but uh, <laughs> because it was so special what he did. That probably didn't score you any free Vikings tickets later on, did it? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he looked at me and goes, well, good luck, you know, in a, in a kind way. He was like, he was, I, I think he was thinking, you got a chance if you work at it, but I, I didn't do enough. So all that work during the summer before your senior year, you're working out four days a week and doing a lot of uh, running. Was there, was there a lot of weightlifting involved in this? In the acceleration program, there was weightlifting involved. Um, not enough weightlifting after looking back on it. I did some. I thought it was a lot at the time. Once I got to college, I realized what a lot was. And mm. uh, so I should have done more. I could have been better. Mm. Um so, so that's kind of what happened with weightlifting. I did a little bit of weightlifting sure. um, on my own, but mostly focused on running. Well, you have a very successful football season. You win a state title. You beat Dale Rapid St. Mary 43-13. to 13. You're the Joe Robbie MVP. You're getting through the basketball season. Are you still working on track and field during the basketball season? No, I wasn't. Not at the time. How I approached sports, my senior season in particular, was – um, I gave everything a hundred percent, every single play I was in, say I was playing football and we had to run 24 blast on the right side of you, you're going through the four hole on the right side of the line. I would sprint as hard as I could, even though, you know, it's, we're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never took a playoff. We would run sprints at the end of practice and I would sprint the first sprint as hard as I could possibly go. And I'd sprint the last sprint as hard as I could possibly go. I would win the first, the sprints right away in the beginning of practice. And then, uh, by the end I was just with the group. So I was killing myself <laughs> in my mind, uh, running as hard as I could. And I do that on the basketball court too. Whenever I would do anything, it was as hard as I could possibly go. If it was, if I was not exhausted at any point in time, I was not doing enough is what was in my head. So the basketball season is done, and now it's track. And you have spent a year preparing for the track and field season. Triple jump, long jump, the 200-meter dash, the 100-meter dash. Those were your four events. And we will go through each one individually. On that special day of the state track meet back in 2003, it was in Rapid City. But you were the only qualifier for Trip Delmont. You're the only Trip Delmont track member. With that football team that was so good and so many great athletes, how come you were the only one that qualified for state track? Um, well, our guys on the football team, we had six All-Staters. Um, you know, there's I played a nine-man, so uh, six out of the nine first-team guys were from my team. Our quarterback, he didn't go out for track. Our fullback, he did. One of our linemen on the on the right side, Mike Shelsky, uh, he did, and Brett Mogg did too, who is an all-state defensive lineman. We were just really strong. The main reason we were so good at football, we're good athletes, good, not great. And we had, we came to practice with a great work ethic. Like, I've never been on a team in my entire life, you know, it's including my professional career, that had more focus on a goal. Like our coach early in the season said, nobody says a bad thing about anybody else on the team 
So we never, ever talked bad about each other. We always lifted each other up, and we always focused on what we had to do to win the play, to win the game, to win the quarter. Um, and so, like, our guys are good athletes, but none of, none of them were that caliber where they could qualify for state. Um, our school, when we, when we focused on track, we didn't really take it serious like we took football or basketball <laughs> serious. It was like sure. this social sport where you, you get out of school, you go get to meet other people from other schools, and that was the, the attraction of, of track. And running is something you just did to get out of school kind of deal. <laughs> You're the only member of the Trip Delmont track squad for the boys. And yes. going going into to state, there's always – People out there who say, well, this team is the favorite. Uh, this this team is going to fight to be a favorite to win the team title. Was anybody mentioning Trip Delmont? I don't think they were mentioning Trip Delmont for possibly winning a State B Boys Track Championship. Yeah, absolutely not. My entire high school career, I started running track in high school when I was an eighth grader. Um, we never had won one track meet as a, as a team. Not once. So, uh to call us Trip Delmont a, a favorite to win its state title is was just nobody was thinking about that at all. But the stars all aligned that day. Triple jump, <laughs> long jump, hundred meter dash, two hundred meter dash. Those were your four events. You scored thirty eight points in those four events and it was enough to win the state track championship. You beat James Valley Christian. But let's go to each event because it's it is interesting how each event turned out. Let's start with the triple jump. You went 41-11. Were you the favorite in the triple jump? I was not. So uh, I came in rated second, second best jump in state at the time. Colt Haynes um, was number one in state. And he had he had won, I think, his junior year as well. And he placed really high uh, sophomore year in triple jump. Um, and his brothers, you know, he's got a family history of amazing jumpers. And so he was always the favorite. He was jumping like 44 feet something consistently. And I was jumping high 41s, low 42s. On that day. On the day, Colt Haynes, he actually scratched his first three jumps in prelims. So he couldn't make finals. So when he scratched his third jump in prelims, I knew that I had it won. So all I had to do was kind of show up to the finals and don't scratch don't scratch yeah, exactly <laughs> that was that was awesome i i came in wanting to beat him you know the triple jump was always kind of my it was always my i would consider it my worst event um and so i wasn't expecting a first place but i was hoping for a first place and uh it kind of got a gift with uh cold scratch in those three times so you win the triple jump and then the long jump you went 21, six and a half. Were you the favorite in the long jump? I can't remember. I think I was. Um, I came in with, I think, the longest jump in state, or Colt might have might have uh, jumped once further than that. But I came in, my best jump was 21 foot, five and a half. So that one, you know, I had to show up because I'd only jumped over 21 feet, I think, once. And I was typically high 20 foot, 20 foot 11, 20 foot 8. And so I had to get something more out of myself if I wanted to win that day. I wanted to do something great. I wanted to go like 22 feet. Um, I ended up doing my personal best, which is that 21, six and a half and getting that first place. So you win the long jump, 
And then besides those two field events, you have to qualify in the 100-meter and the 200-meter dashes. Um, let's start with a 100-meter dash. Uh, what was qualifying like for you that day? So in the 100-meter dash, I remember you had to do prelims and, and semi-finals. So um, in prelims, it was early in the morning, and I had ran like a 11.5 in regions, which I think we were running against the wind, which for me was one of my worst times of the year. So the previous track meet um, that I ran, I, I was not satisfied with my time. And I was always looking at the um, state qualifying leaderboards throughout the season to see where I ranked among, amongst everybody. I would always gauge, like, were those guys running on a, a windy day and that's why they ran an 11-1 or, um, mm-hmm. or not, you know? And mm-hmm. so I remember Matt Engen, Engen from Castlewood being a person that would always have a really good time. And I was running against him. Uh, came out of the box and he was blowing my doors off. and. I remember in my head saying, I can't let this happen. I can't lose. And I hit another gear and I I blew by him and I ran my fastest time um, in the hundred meter dash that time. And, you know, won my, won my heat and prelims. And then the same thing, I, I kept that form in semifinals and I ran, I think a little bit better time in uh, the semifinals where I ran my best time of the year. I think it was hand timed to 10.91 and uh, that got me to qualify for the hundred meter finals. But I was still second place to, to a friend of mine, Troy Whip, who I had beat in every single race I ever raced against him. Um, But for some reason he was doing very well. He was on fire that, that week. Yes. He was was on fire. So (laughs) I was uh, going into finals at uh, second place. Okay. So you're in the finals in the hundred meter dash. Um, And then you have to qualify in the 200 meter dash. What was the qualifying like for the 200 meter dash? Were you the favorite that, that year? I can't really remember if I was the favorite. I know that I had never lost the 200 meter dash race that year. Um, to any B school kids. So I know I had ran like a 22.7 or something. Yeah, 22.7 was my best time going into that. And I think qualifying was like 23.6 or something. And uh, I think I was the favorite, actually, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. And I. Uh... <laughs> so you breeze through it to get to the finals. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I actually ran a really good time. And I came into the finals 200, ranked first, you know, lane four ready to try to win the state title the next time I run. So this is stuff that's happening on Friday and Saturday. So you're, you're doing the, the prelims, uh, the first day, uh, were you also doing the triple or the long jump jump that day? And, and what was the physical toll it took on your body knowing that you had to compete at a high level and do all these four events in two days? It was a lot. So I know my coach had told me that do not go in the hot tub the night before and so I, all I did was I stayed in my room and just thought about the next day what I was going to do, um, getting myself ready, trying to get sleep, trying to get good sleep. I was thinking about winning every one of those events. So prelims, and like the first day, that was when triple jump finals actually were. They were on Friday. Um, and it, it takes quite a bit out of you. I know I showed up on Saturday sore, pretty really sore. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, I think, I don't think I was more sore after a track meet ever. And you're sore after every single track meet. It was quite a bit. 
bring me to the, uh, since you're the only member of the track team of Trip Delmont, what are you doing with the blocks in the, in the 100 and 200 meter dash? I mean, you have to have somebody to hold, hold your blocks. I mean, you're the that's only right. member of the team. I mean, did you have anybody to hold the blocks for you? Well, that's a good question. So, uh, <laughs> Trip Delmont, we were close to the school of armor and there was a friend of ours that, uh, he was the quarterback for the Armor football team and a really good athlete. I think he started since he was a freshman in high school as quarterback. But he made state his senior year. He was my age. His name's Eric DeWard. Um, I didn't know who was going to hold my blocks. Um, so Thursday, I saw him and I said, hey, <laughs> tomorrow if I'm running prelims, can you hold my blocks? And he was uh, happy to do it. And so that was, that was how I got somebody because the coaches couldn't come down and the, uh, my parents couldn't come down, hold my blocks for me. So I had to find somebody, uh, kind of randomly. I know for the 200 meter dash finals, Mike Steffen was, uh, he's from Mount Vernon. Wow. He was a faster oh, person yeah. from my, Mount Vernon. And, yeah. uh, I, I competed him. against him for a long time and I had no idea who, uh, who could hold my blocks for the 200 meter dash finals there's like later in the day on saturday and um eric i think he was done already competing and so i didn't have somebody so i just saw him i talked to him maybe once in my life i ran up to him hey man you're talking to mike stefan mike stefan yeah yeah the mike stefan so, yes right we, we competed all the time we actually um when we played basketball they never beat us when i was playing basketball so <laughs> Mike Steffen, uh, he, he was always two years younger than me. So he never, um, he wasn't at his peak physical performances. And so I, I didn't, I never lost to him. I played college football with him later. Um, and he's phenomenally yes. fast, phenomenally athletic, dunked the ball like nobody's business. So I ran up to him, I said, Hey man, can you hold my blocks? And he said, sure. And they called, you know, final call for 200 meter dash. And I'm sitting by my blocks, and he's not coming. I don't know where he's at. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and he shows up, like, probably a minute, one minute prior to the gun going off and holds him for me. So and you're having to think about that and preparing yourself for the finals of the 200-meter dash. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. So you win the triple jump, you win the long jump, you win the 200-meter dash, and then it comes down to the 100-meter dash. You know, you're, again, the lone member of Trip Delmont. Tell me about the 100-meter dash and how that went that, that fought for the finals. Yeah, so uh, so like I said earlier, I was coming in second in, in the finals, uh, lane five. Um, Troy Whip was in lane four, and um, I actually had talked to him quite a bit earlier in the season, you know, and he actually became my college roommate. Me and him became good friends, so we went to college together, and, uh, him and actually the guy who played third, Adam Fritz, was also my college roommate. So me and oh. Adam and Troy, we all stayed together in the same house for like three or four years in college. But um, Troy told me later that uh, he knew he was going to win the hundred meter dash when he was going into it, and uh, that kind of <laughs> bothered me because yeah, but you, you know. said you were confident you were going to win the hundred meter dash. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so. I'm going into it. I'm thinking I'm going to win this. I know what I have to do. I, I need to have a good start. Obviously, give everything I got. And, you know, gun went off. And Troy was just better um, at that time. I was kind of with the pack the entire time. And I, I 
closed on Troy probably for the last maybe 15 meters, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me to get past him. He ran, I think, uh, it was electronic time. So electronic time is always a little slower than the handheld time. Um, he ran like an 11.08 and I ran like an 11.2 or something like that. So he won, you know, good for him, but I, I got second. But you scored 38 points in those four events and it was enough for you, the lone member of the Trip Delmont boys track team to win the team title. What were you thinking during the track meet when the points were being scored and you saw Trip Delmont right there near the top for those two days? So I actually, you know, I thought, okay, first day I scored 10 points in the, in the long jump. That's great. I put Trip Delmont up there high on the board because there's not many events that end on the first day. And uh, the second day I was thinking, I wasn't really thinking about it at all. And um, after the, the last event, you know, I had finished and I had my total of 38. There were kids that were coming up to me saying, I think you, I think you're going to win. And I didn't even, I had no idea. I had no idea that uh, that's the team totals. Cause I, that's how little I was thinking about the team goal. Um, and people were coming up to me, you're going to win state. And uh, it was just like, it was the half, one of the happiest times of my life. Um, I couldn't, I could not get a smile off my face. You know, you said that, what's it like to physically go through all that stuff? It was, that was challenging, but like the hardest, the thing that hurt the most was my cheeks because I was smiling so much. I couldn't stop. It was, um, it was just a moment that um, unexpected. And I had people like uh, the fastest guy in South Dakota state history. um, He was coming up to me telling me, great job and uh you deserve all that you're getting here and this is amazing so you know i'm being told by the fastest guy in south dakota state history at the time great job and was earning his respect it was um it was so surreal to to have that and you know me and the other guys that won the won the finals in the 100 and the 200 uh we just hung out and that's where really our friendship um kind of started was from that day you know, me and Troy and Adam. Um, and it was it was just a, a start to a lot of good things in my life. What was going through your mind when you took that celebratory lap around the track, which typically teams that win state track titles, they run around the track for a lap to celebrate their their accomplishment. What did what did you do and what were you feeling? Well, yeah, I ran one of those myself. Nobody with rapid. you. Right, no one with me. So uh, I remember Rapid City Stevens, they were a dominant, you know, class double A, I think, uh, track team. And they had like 70 people that ran, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that ran around and I watched them do it. I said, Hey, I should probably do something like that. And I took the um, trophy with me, which is this pretty big thing, uh, like 20, 20 pounds, 15 pounds. And I was carrying that thing. And the main thing I'm thinking is don't drop this. Uh, Cause <laughs> it's, it's got, it's all you, you know? And, um, so I'm thinking this is, this is great. I, I get to celebrate. Uh, I wish, um, I wish some of my teammates were here. I wish, um, I had more people to share it with, but I felt awesome that I was able to do it. Don Luden's your coach. What did, what did Don tell you? Uh, even, even before the track meet in Rapid City in 2003, what, what did he tell you? What was his expectations for you? You know, 
he was mostly a supportive person. So he, he kind of just, just be yourself. Um, just do what you got to do. He told me you need to make sure you get rest so that you're prepared for the next day. Um, didn't really talk about too much like a strategy or anything. Just, just <laughs> go out there and do your stuff. Right. I had always during track in high school or in my senior year, I, I worked excessively hard to get to that moment. You know, I, I'd go to track practice, you know, run the whole hour and a half track practice, you know, of exercising. And then, uh, I would go and lift weights. Um, my own came up with weightlifting program, nobody else in the gym or in the weight room. And then, uh, I would drive to parks in South Dakota, um, run on their track and I'd run two track meets every day. So I, I did that seven days a week. So, so I, I never took a day off. And so coming into the track, he said, it'd be really good for you to get at least one day or two days of rest. Um, and I think that's why I hit my personal best is because I finally actually gave my muscles some, some rest time. I didn't, um, try to improve, you know, prior to, to the state meet there. And that was a big deal. I think for me, it was getting those couple days of rest. Do you have a nickname for being the only guy that has uh, won a state track team title all by himself? <laughs> I was trying to think of one. I, I couldn't come <laughs> up with one. No, <laughs> I, uh, it's just, it's fun when people bring it up at work or something, you know, like I don't, I don't talk about it often, um, or ever unless somebody else brings it up and, uh, you know, somebody will bring it up and I, yeah, I don't really have a nickname, but they, they always say, we got a famous guy in the room and, uh, <laughs> and nobody has any idea. It's always fun to see people that I've been working with for like three years. What? I had no idea. Or <laughs> I had an interview like two years ago where it was about this same topic and um, my in-laws had zero clue <laughs> that I had been this great track athlete, Whoa. even though I played college football, yeah. even though I played, uh, you know, I, I could do pretty well in just about any sport I played. You know, if I played softball, I'd do really well if I played basketball, but I didn't talk about it at all. And, uh, you know, my parents don't bring it up. We're just happy to be together when we're together and uh you know nobody special is my you know main the way i think about things and and so when they heard about it it was so nice to have people that i respect so much realize wow he did something great and uh it was fun to see like my mother-in-law um react to that she she was an athlete when she was in high school and um i think she really liked the fact that i did all this stuff how come it's never been done since you know, I can see it happening maybe in Class B. Uh, pretty tough to do it in Class A and Double A. But how come it hasn't been done since? I think it's just uh, you got to have the stars line. I mean, Jesse Haynes. I know when he was a senior, he he scored forty points. He wasn't the only person to go. That's correct from his school. But the fact that to get only one person to qualify, I think that's rare, right? To have only one person from your school qualify, and then when teams go you got relays that you can score points on. you got good individual guys you can score points with. So it, to get more than 38 points um, for a good track team, it's not that hard. I mean, Troy Whip actually, his school only brought two people, and he got second my senior year. So he actually scored like 30-some points. Um, placing first in the 100, he got first in the 400, I think, and then he got uh, 
second in the 200 to me. Um, James Valley Christian only had two athletes that year. Yeah, exactly. And they scored, they scored 33 points that year. Right. So it's rare for there to be, like, that little of, like, that distributed of talent, I guess, in across the events to have one person be able to claim that team title, you know. So I think the, the events must have been spread across for a lot of a lot of teams. I know that I think it was Freeman, either Freeman or Marion would have beat me as the team title if they had not false started on the four by four relay. Like they, if they, they were going to win the four by four relay, they were coming in number one. And if they would have just ran, just been able to start the race, they would have scored 10 points and they would have overtaken me, I believe. And, uh, they ended up false starting and, I was able to get the get the points, and then also Plankington White Lake. Those guys that year, uh, the previous year, they had Reed Suflo, Tyler Cook, Colt Haynes, um, one other guy that was extremely fast, and they just wiped the floor with everybody. Uh, Colt Haynes won the long jump and triple jump. Tyler Cook, I think, won the 400 and 200, and and then they also won the four by one, the four by two, and the four by four. Mm. You know, they just crushed everybody, and Tyler Cook. I was always thinking about him when I was training throughout the year. Like I was thinking I'm going to be racing against him in the finals. And he was the person I was thinking about beating, trying to beat. And he pulled his hamstring um, in the first, I think first or second track meet of the year. And he just never uh, was the same since. And Colt, um, he had jumped some amazing jumps. He actually beat Chad Greenway when he was a sophomore in high school. And Chad Greenway was a senior at the state meet to win state. Um, I think Colt jumped over 22 feet. So for him to jump on like under 21, six, that's a rare thing. Uh, but he had done that kind of all year. I think it was just kind of an off year for him. He went on to college and I think he was jumping 23s, 24s, amazing things, amazing jumps. And yeah, so with Plankington White Lake having those two guys, not, I mean, Colt got second in the long jump. It was just kind of like, there's all these things that had to happen for me to have this performance um, where I, I worked hard for that thing, you know? And um, so I did this great work and these guys kind of faltered, you know, had, we had injuries, we had people uh, false start. And I was like, thank you, God, I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> this, this amazing thing that I was able to do. I think that's a very rare circumstances why it's not done. And, the way that I did it, I guess. A very successful senior year. You're the Joe Robbie MVP as Trip Delmont beat Del Rapid St. Mary's in football. And then he wins the 2003 state track team title all by himself, the lone member of Trip Delmont. We're talking with Justin Horn. I think you're an engineer now. You work for 3M. You live in Minnesota. What did, what did your preparation in sports in high school, what did that do for you in preparing yourself yeah, I know you went to college and played football at SDSU, but you know, at least on the high school level, what did that do to prepare you when it came to getting a job later on in life? Yeah, that is a phenomenal question. That actually, that track season has kind of shaped me for the rest of my life. So the dedication I put in and what I was able to do to me has, has shown me what a person can do, what I could do. Um, you know, I was always kind of a smaller person 
my whole life. I was always one of the fastest. I could always jump the best, never the strongest. But I always had the idea that I was going to be the hardest worker. And, it, you know, maybe maybe not the most mentally tough guy, but I was trying to be the most mentally tough. But any punishment you put in front of me, I was going to I was going to get it done. I was going to do it to the best of my ability. And with track at my senior season, I wanted to have zero regrets going out of that thing. Like, if I want this, I'm going to go after it. And I went after it from a plan from the day basketball was over. I, I started um, running. We went to the state tournament to watch the other guys who made it state tournament. We lost to Mitchell Christian and regions who ended up winning the state title. Mm -hmm. And I, we were watching state basketball that in Aberdeen and I was running the streets in the morning before the rest of the guys I went there with woke up. Um, I also didn't do anything when it came to um, drinking alcohol or smoking or chewing or anything like that. I, I knew that that would get in my way for the things I wanted to accomplish. And, um, I was going to school. I'd come home. I'd get home probably at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night after three or four hours working out. And then I'd do homework from seven to 10. And I did that every single day. And I was getting these results, these amazing results of, you know, every single track meet I went to, I didn't lose anything. I was the MVP of each track meet that I went to. I would get a plaque or whatever. And um, it showed me kind of what I'm capable of. And, and I took that focus going into college because engineering school is really, really hard. You know, you got to, you got to go to class for six to eight hours a day. And then you got six to eight hours of studying after that every day. And uh, that kind of grind is really hard and it's nonstop for four to six years, whatever, however long it takes you to get through it. At the same time, you have to separate yourself from your peers to show that, you know, you're the person that that business wants to hire. So it's not only that you got to do good in class, you also have to show that kind of all-star out of the group to be hired at the job you want to be hired at. They're not just going to take anybody mm -hmm. um, as, that has an engineering degree. And so um, that's the thing that I, I thought about. I was smart. I'm smart, I guess. But uh, it was more my hard work that got me to that point where I could consider myself intelligent. And um, <laughs> I was never the smartest in my class. I would do well on tests, but I was never the best. And uh, there were other guys. It was an amazement to me how they could just pay attention, be calm, <laughs> hardly do the homework. It looked like they weren't putting in any effort. I would put in triple the amount of time, and they would come out with a better grade on the test. And so what I thought for myself is what do I have to do to separate myself from, from these guys? And um, so the only thing that I know how to do is work harder. And um, I would find jobs to do that would show not only am I decent in school, I, I can, I can perform in the workplace. And so I would get, um, get jobs from working for Dactronics in the summer, working for a professor of mine, um, as often as I could during the school year, what I would try to do to show that was good enough. And then when it came to that time to get that, that uh, job interview where you're going to get that, try to get that job, I prepared, you know, just like I did for, for track. I sat, I sat down three, four days before my interview and I, I went onto YouTube. I watched like, how do you, <laughs> what are types of questions you're going to get on the interview? 
and I, I would write down what the you know example was, and then I'd write down how it, my potential answer to this thing, and then I'd correct my answer, and um, and I'd rehearse <clears throat> then my answers prior to going into the interview. And so when I went into the interview, it was like I'd done it before, and uh, that's what allowed me to get a job. I had I had ten inter- ten interviews prior to the one interview that landed me a job, and uh, I felt like I was I was failing, you know, because those they they didn't feel good. I didn't prepare like I should have, and so all of this um, helped me get that job. And then, then, you know, it's just like here's more evidence of the stuff you did when you were in high school and how it worked. And I've taken that kind of same approach when it comes to um, approaching my job. You know, having that high school team the state championship team that we were on, we never say anything bad about each other. We always lift each other up and are always looking for the other person to work hard. You know, and if that other person doesn't work hard in a polite way, you, you communicate, Hey, we can do better. And, um, that kind of attitude has really helped me succeed in my, in my job. You know, we've had some teams where we were not cohesive and it's been great to see the teams that, that we're, that I'm a part of are, are succeeding in such ways that, you know, kind of like our high school football team did our, and it's been that track season, that high school football team is kind of what shaped me and my way of thinking about the world that uh, has kind of allowed me to have what I would consider a pretty successful life so far. Last one here for you, Justin, Uh, your most prized piece of memorabilia you have from 2003. Um, you couldn't take the trophy with you, even though you won it all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, there's a few that I can think of that I really enjoy. I mean, I probably have a few that I would like to mention. The uh, number one would be the outstanding track man for state track. You know, you get awarded that. Um, I really enjoyed the all-star football game that I attended, um, meeting the best uh, college football players in the state. That was played, played up in guys. Aberdeen. Yeah, played in Aberdeen. Yeah. Yep. That was, I have a plaque from that thing. And, you know, that's a memory I'll, I'll always enjoy, you know, seeing those guys um, being a part of that group and doing well with, with that. I really like my high school football jersey. You know, it was always a trophy of ours to see if we could rip our, our shoulders up, you know, <laughs> with as, the harder hits you can get, you can rip your jersey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like Brett Mogg was one of the uh, – all state defensive end and he had he could hit anybody so hard so he had the best rips on his jersey but um well this time in life you just want to get into your jersey now that would be great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you could only keep that uh athletic ability man it'd be awesome If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.